booster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Frank Diaz with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather in for the Valentine. Here is everything you need to know. The top five at five. The local residents in Uvalde, Texas, are expressing outrage over the timeline of the shooting after the gunman entered the school with no issue. Secretary of State Antony Blinken issued a stark warning about China's rise, but insisted the U.S. doesn't support Taiwan independence. The FDA commissioner says it will take until at least July for baby formula to see store shelves again. The NYPD says a woman who was arrested for shoplifting earlier this year was arrested again after allegedly robbing the same store ten times. Iconic actor Ray Liotta, famous for roles in Goodfellas and Field of Dreams, has passed away at the age of 67. The local residents voiced anger about the time it took to end the mass shooting in Uvalde, Texas, as police laid out a timeline that showed the gunman entered the building without issue after lingering outside for 12 minutes, firing shots. Victor Escalon, a regional director for the Texas Department of Public Safety, spoke about how the now-deceased gunman, 18-year-old Salvador Ramos, walked into Robb Elementary School, barricaded himself in a classroom, and killed 19 children and two teachers. It was reported that a school district police officer confronted the suspect that was making entry. Not accurate. He walked in unrestructed initially. So from the grandmother's house to the bar ditch to the school, into the school, he was not confronted by anybody. Escalon said he couldn't say why no one stopped Ramos from entering the school during that time. According to Escalon, most of the shots Ramos fired came during the first several minutes after he entered the school. People who arrived at the school while Ramos locked himself in a classroom or saw videos of police waiting outside were furious. The outrage also comes that it was, as it was reported that the husband of Irma Garcia, one of the teachers who was killed, reportedly died after suffering a heart attack. Well, Secretary of State Antony Blinken issued a stark warning that the threat of China will, quote, test the U.S. diplomacy like nothing we've ever seen before, but insisted America does not want another Cold War and does not support Taiwan independence. He also said at the speech at George Washington University that China's cooperation with Vladimir Putin after his invasion of Ukraine raises alarm bells. Beijing under Xi Jinping has, quote, more repressive at home and more aggressive abroad and accuse the Communist Party of trying to undermine global order. China is the only country with both the intent to reshape the international order and increasingly the economic, diplomatic, military, and technological power to do it. Beijing's vision would move us away from the universal values that have sustained so much of the world's progress over the past 75 years. Lincoln laid out the Biden administration's policy towards China after the president raised eyebrows by saying the U.S. would get involved militarily if there was an invasion of Taiwan. It marked what seemed to be a more aggressive stance towards defending Taiwan and the one China policy that the U.S. has recognized since the Cold War. Blinken insisted U.S.-Taiwan policy has not changed in decades, but he did warn against China trying to undermine the status quo. Well, the Food and Drug Administration Commissioner, Dr. Robert Califf, told lawmakers that the that it will take until July before the store shelves across the country are filled with baby formula again. Abbott 
plans to resume production at its plant in Sturgis, Michigan on June 4th and will start shipping out its specialty formula L-Care on June 20th. The company has previously said it would take six to eight weeks for its formula to arrive in stores once production restarts. The FDA has eased import restrictions to allow foreign manufacturers to send formula to the U.S., and the Defense Department is airlifting the equivalent of one and a half million bottles of formula from Europe. Laxweave Caliph spoke on the Today Show about the formula shortage. We're very concerned about this. I'm a grandparent of six grandkids. I have one who's in the formula age. I know how important this is to parents, and the entire FDA staff is entirely uh, focused on this. But it's also, I think Representative DeLauro got it right when she said we have to move as fast as possible, but we also have to be safe. The Abbott plant was temporarily shut down in February after an FDA inspection in January found five different strains of a potentially deadly bacteria known as Acronobacter sazakazi. Excuse me. The bacteria that sickened the four infants, the two of those infants died. At the same time, Abbott also issued a recall of some formula made at the plant, exacerbating a shortage of infant formula that began during the pandemic. Well, the NYPD says a woman who dubbed herself a professional booster after she was nabbed for shoplifting earlier this year has been arrested again for allegedly robbing the same Manhattan drugstore 10 times. 42-year-old Michelle McKelly now has 108 arrests under her belt following her latest bust Wednesday when she was charged with 10 separate petty larcenies from Rite Aid at 2nd Avenue and East 96th Street. Police also said McKelly's alleged spree at the Rite Aid started April 21st. And it resulted in the theft of dozens of body washes, hair products, soaps, candy, and other items worth nearly $1,400. She spoke to the New York Post after her arraignment for another shoplifting bust earlier this year. I mean, will you steal even now that you're out on supervised release? I have to get me an outfit. You have to what? I have to get me an outfit. You have to get a new outfit. I have to get a new outfit. Okay, so you're going to go steal it. So I have to go work. Work is stealing. I don't call it stealing. I call it professional I'm professional booster. Back in February, she was nabbed for allegedly stealing from a Target on 3rd Avenue near East 70th Street in what was believed to be her 96th arrest. Her arrest for the Rite Aid spree came three days after she was nabbed from stealing from a Target on Columbus Avenue and 100th Street on Sunday. If we wanted something, we just took it. If anyone complained twice, they got hit so bad, believe me, they never complained again. Ray Liotta, the intense actor from New Jersey, perhaps best known for his turn as the hustler-turned-mob rat Henry Hill in Martin Scorsese's Goodfellas, has died. He was 67. His rep, Jennifer Craig, confirmed the news to The Hollywood Reporter, saying he died in his sleep while shooting a movie in the Dominican Republic. She wasn't able to provide any other details. Liotta also sparkled as a disgraced baseball player shoeless Joe Jackson in the Kevin Costner starred Field of Dreams and as the corrupt cop Matt Wozniak on the NBC cop drama Shades of Blue with Jennifer Lopez. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Some fog today with chances of light rain throughout the day. Cloudy with a high around 78. Later tonight, you're seeing some showers and some possible thunderstorms before 2 a.m., a low of about 66. Tomorrow, showers and thunderstorms, mostly cloudy with a high near 79. Right now, 65 degrees and cloudy. Harrowing videos captured the heartbreaking walls of parents begging cops to go protect the kids during the Texas school shooting, with some suggesting they just rushed the school themselves. The live stream footage captured the unbearable anguish as parents rushed to rob elementary school in Uvalde, where the deranged gunman Salvador Ramos was inside for up to an hour 
as he made his shootings. One of the disturbed clips seen nearly two million times by Thursday shows several parents trying to get past police lines. One woman appeared pinned on the ground by an officer with an onlooker screaming at the police to let her go. Texas Governor Greg Abbott insisted the school shooting the deadliest since 20 kids and six adults were killed in Sandy Hook just 10 years ago could have been worse without the officer's response. Well, firearms were the leading cause of death for kids one and older for the first time in 2020, the most recent year for which CDC data is available. The firearm death rate among children is steadily rising as more kids are involved in gun-related homicides like Tuesday's mass shooting as well as suicides and accidents. The CDC shows that nearly two-thirds of almost 4,400 U.S. children up to age 19 were killed by guns in 2020 were homicide victims. Motor vehicle crashes, formerly the leading cause of death for kids one and older, killed nearly 4,000 children. The statistic is particularly poignant in the wake of the Uvalde, Texas massacre and has led to increased calls for stricter gun legislation. Here's President Biden earlier this week. When in God's name will we do what needs to be done to, if not completely stop, fundamentally change the amount of the carnage that goes on in this country? To state the obvious, and Corey and a lot of other people here, I'm sick and tired. I'm just sick and tired of what's going on and continues to go on. Another 30% of firearm-related child fatalities were suicides, 3% were accidental, and 2% were of undetermined intent. Male youths were significantly more likely to be killed by guns while vehicle crashes claimed more females. Well, former President Barack Obama raised eyebrows Wednesday for attempting to link this week's mass shooting to the anniversary of George Floyd's murder. The bloodshed in Uvalde occurred one day prior to the two-year mark of the death of George Floyd, which sparked Civil unrest across the country in 2020 after viral footage showed Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin kneeling on him as he repeatedly claimed he couldn't breathe until he died. Fox News contributor Joe Concha wasn't a fan of the former president's comments. Don't link anything to what happened to these kids down down in Texas, uh, particularly uh, what happened in Minneapolis, where no one, no one would ever defend what that police officer did to George Floyd. But what does that have to do with, with these kids being executed? Chauvin was convicted of second and third degree murder last year. Last month, he asked the Minnesota Court of Appeals to take... One of three actions, toss his conviction and send his case back to Hennepin County, reverse the result and order a new trial in a new venue or order Chauvin to be sentenced to a lesser punishment. Well, Oklahoma Republican Governor Kevin Stitt this week signed a bill into law banning abortions from the stage of fertilization and allowing private citizens to sue abortion providers who knowingly perform or induce an abortion on a pregnant woman. The bill HB 4327 is among the nation's strictest on abortion and is a clear rebuke of the protections granted in the landmark 1973 Roe v. Wade case that legalized abortion nationwide. Here's Cindy Munson, a Democratic representative from Oklahoma City, debating the law on the state legislature floor last week before the bill was passed. You want to know why depression, suicide, and those percentages are so high among those who have made the choice to have an abortion? Because we have stigmatized a health care procedure. Therefore, you don't have the support services that you need. Under the measure, abortions are prohibited at any stage of pregnancy with exceptions for medical emergencies or if the pregnancy was a result of rape, sexual assault, or incest and reported to law enforcement. Well, the ongoing enrollment crisis at U.S. colleges and universities uh, deepened in the spring of this year, raising concerns that a fundamental shift is taking place in attitudes towards the value of a college degree. 
even as the coronavirus pandemic has disrupted operations for higher education. The latest college enrollment figures released by the National Student Clearinghouse Research Center indicated that 662,000 fewer students enrolled in undergraduate programs in the spring of this year than a year earlier, a decline of 4.7%. Graduate and professional student enrollment, which had been a bright spot during the pandemic, also declined 1% 1% from last year. Doug Shapiro, the center's executive director, noted small gains in first year, three times students. However, he suggested that the numbers and the breadth of the declines indicate an underlying change as students question whether the college is the ticket in the middle class and a good paying job. Well, Russian troops last night reached the limits of the eastern Ukrainian city of Severodonetsk with fears relentless attacks will turn into the new Mariupol. President Vladimir Zelensky said Moscow had thrown all the strength it has left into attacking the Donbas region and warned they want to destroy everything here. Here's Zelensky addressing the World Economic Forum. The lessons of history are well known. If you are going to build a millennial Reich, you lose. If you're going to destroy the neighbors, you lose. If you want to restore the old empire, you lose. And if you go against the Ukrainians, you lose. With residents inside the city now trapped and enduring almost constant shelling, Severodonetsk has been dubbed the new Mariupol in reference to the southern port city leveled by Russian bombardment. 77 WABC time check, 515. It looks like the Israeli man himself, uh, yeah, yeah, Justin yeah. Ellick, has yeah. entered the studio. Uh-huh. What's going on, Justin? Honorary Israeli. Uh, you know, it takes a while to gain citizenship over there. So, you know, it's it's tough work, but I'm working on it. I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. The Rangers are back where they thrive with their backs up against the wall after dropping game five of their second round Stanley Cup playoffs matchup against the Carolina Hurricanes. Canes controlled the pace of play all night long on their home ice, even breaking through with their struggling power play unit on one occasion and route to the 3-1 to win. The lone goal for the Blue Shirts came on a Zibanejad one-timer just six seconds into a first-period uh, first power play for New York, at the time nodding the contest at one. That was about all the excitement Rangers fans were provided with last night as Carolina cruised the rest of the way to a 3-2 to series lead. Here was Rangers head coach Gerard Gallant after the tough loss. I think it was loss. a lot of us tonight, to be honest with you. I didn't think we played our game at all. I thought we were reaching with sticks all night instead of finishing checks with the body like we did the other nights. To me, it was the worst game in the five games so far in the series. You know, they, they pretty well dominated that game tonight. Yeah, that sounds about right. The Rags will return to the comfort of Madison Square Garden come tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Eastern time with their season hanging in the balance once again. Elsewhere on the ice last night, the Oilers cashed in on a Connor McDavid OT winner to put the Calgary Flames away for good in five games. They'll await the victor. That comes from the Colorado Avalanche and St. Louis Blues series. We've got a winner out west on the hardwood as well as the Warriors took care of the Mavericks with a 120-110 to 110 win in Game 5 last night. They'll wait and see who will meet them in this year's NBA Finals with the Heat and Celtics set to indulge in Game 6 tonight with Boston up three games to two. To the Diamond now where just the Bombers were in action last night. They took it to the Rays in Tampa by a score of 7-2 to two in the two teams' first meeting of the season. Currently occupying first and second place in the best division in baseball, the AL East. This matchup is sure to pack a punch all season long. Pinstripes will try and ensure a four-game series split tonight at 7.10 p.m. in St. Petersburg. They'll hand it off to right-hander Jamison Tyone, who's set to go up against Tampa's Jeffrey Springs. As for the Metropolitans, they were off last night, but will resume play this evening with the Philadelphia Phillies coming into town for a 7.10 p.m. first pitch. 
That'll be Tyhon Walker on the bump for the orange and blue, going up against the Phils, Zach Eflin. For more sports content, follow 77 WABC Sports on Instagram and Twitter. And here with your early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. Thank you, Justin. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Some Fox today with chances of rain throughout the day. Cloudy with a high around 78 tonight. Showers and a possible thunderstorm before 2 a.m. Low of 66. Saturday, some showers and thunderstorms. Mostly cloudy with a high near 79 right now. Cloudy, 65 degrees. Here's Frank Morano with your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. The trading week is winding down on Wall Street. After a higher close Thursday, as the market continues its comeback, the Dow Jones Industrial has fallen eight straight weeks and has now risen five straight days. The S&P 500 and NASDAQ are both on pace to snap seven-week losing streaks. At the closing bell, the Dow gained 516 points, the S&P 500 added 79 points, and the NASDAQ jumped 305 points. American shoppers boosted spending at department stores and discount chains, showing resilience amidst inflationary pressures that have weighed on consumers and dented results at many big retail chains. Macy's and Dollar Tree reported strong sales increases in their most recent quarters, while Dollar General posted flat sales but raised its outlook for the full year. The results ran counter to the performance of other large retailers such as Walmart and Target, which last week reported steep profit declines as rising supply chain, wage, and inflation-related costs ate into earnings. Pain at the pump has gotten so bad that demand for gasoline is dropping just as the summer driving season is about to begin. According to data from the Energy Information Administration compiled by Bloomberg, demand on a four-week rolling basis has hit its lowest level during this time of the year since 2013, excluding the pandemic outbreak period in 2020. Compared with year-ago levels, demand is down roughly 5%. Sanctions against Russia have pushed its economy into what could be the biggest decline in decades. However, the country's currency has gone the other way. The ruble has risen 16% against the greenback in 2022 and is up nearly 150% since it, bot- since it bottomed out days after Russia's invasion of Ukraine three months ago. I'm Frank Morano on 77 WABC. Have a terrific Memorial Day weekend. I'll be back Tuesday morning at 1 a.m. Thanks so much, Frank. Don't forget to stay tuned later in the show to hear Deb Valentine interview 77 WC's own Mark Levin. Well, over to some local news. A new poll of primary voters shows Andrew Giuliani holds a narrow lead over party-backed candidate Representative Lee Zeldin ahead of the June 28th gubernatorial primary. The former White House aide had the support of 28.1% of likely Republican voters compared to 22.8% for Zeldin. This according to the survey conducted by longtime pollster John Zogby. Former Westchester County Executive executive Rob Astorino came in third with 13.7% and businessman Harry Wilson garnered support of about 10.3% of respondents. Giuliani enjoys relatively high name recognition upon among GOP voters because of his father, former Mayor Rudy Giuliani, which he has leveraged in the race. Here's Giuliani slamming Zeldin on Bernie and Sid of the Morning last week. I think he was told that he was going to have it handed to him early on and wanted to hand it to him. I've been very clear that uh, I believe Lee is the product of the backroom deal in Albany, and we are the product of right now the 2.9 million registered Republicans. If you look at every single poll that Lee has not paid for, We are either winning or within the margin of error in every single poll. 
Giuliani has also attacked Zeldin as a purported pawn of ex-governor Andrew Cuomo based on comments made while the Long Island Republican was a state senator. Well, a new poll also shows that New York Representative Carolyn Maloney is leading fellow New York Democrat Representative Jared Nadler by double digits in the primary to represent the state's newly drawn 12th congressional district. The poll is a WPIX Emerson College of the Hill poll. Maloney and Nadler are both longtime heavyweights in New York City politics, having represented neighboring districts in Manhattan for decades. NYU Professor Mitchell Moss said that the new maps were a self-inflicted wound on the Democrats. This is going to make New York look like an embarrassment to the National Party, that here they control the governorship, the legislature, even the courts, they thought, and they could not get the districting done in a way that would even keep the Democrats in power who were there. But a court-ordered redistricting plan approved last week has pitted the two House Democrats against one another in an incumbent on incumbent clash. The primary is still nearly three months away, but the poll shows Maloney with an early 10-point advantage. 31% of Democratic primary voters say that they plan to cast their votes for Maloney, while 21% are backing Nadler. Another 36% of voters, however, remain undecided, meaning the race could shift towards either candidate in the coming months. Former President Donald Trump must answer questions under oath in New York State's civil investigation into his business practices this according to a state appeals court that ruled yesterday a four-judge panel in the appellate division of the state's trial court upheld Manhattan Judge Arthur Engeron's February 17th ruling enforcing subpoenas for Trump and his two eldest children to give deposition testimony in Attorney General Letitia James's probe. President Trump famously lashed out against the probe at a rally earlier this year. These prosecutors are vicious, horrible people. They're racists and they're very sick They're mentally sick. They're going after me without any protection of my rights by the Supreme Court or most other courts. In reality, they're not after me. They're after you. And I just happen to be the person that's in the way. That's what they're after. Trump had appealed seeking to overturn the ruling. His lawyers argued that ordering the Trumps to testify violated their constitutional rights because their answers could be used in a parallel criminal investigation. James, a Democrat, has said that her investigation has uncovered evidence that Trump's company, the Trump Organization, used fraudulent or misleading valuations of assets like golf courses and skyscrapers to get loans and tax benefits. Well, after the massacre in Texas that left 19 students and two teachers dead, school safety agents are once again at the front and center of people's minds, leading to state police to do check-ins at New York schools until the start of the summer. This according to Governor Kathy Hochul. I want state police patrols visiting our schools, doing daily check-ins every single day from today to the end of the school year. Even before the shooting in Uvalde, there had already been a massive surge in the number of guns and weapons found in New York City schools. According to police, the city has seen a 300 percent increase in the number of guns found in schools over the course of the academic year compared to the last pre-pandemic school year. Here's First Deputy Commissioner Eddie Caban. To the end of last week, the NYPD school safety agents have recovered 5,546 dangerous instruments so far this year. That represents a 124% increase over the last pre-pandemic school year. A semi-automatic handgun was also found in the backpack of a 13-year-old just days ago. And Mayor Eric Adams said that one of the guns was found only because a school employee overheard a conversation in which the child said he had a weapon. 
The governor is also asking the legislature to increase the legal age for buying an AR-15 semi-automatic rifle from 18 to 21. Your forecast on the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Some fog with chances of rain today. A cloudy with a high of around 78 showers. Possible thunderstorms before 2 a.m. A low of 66. Saturday, some showers and thunderstorms. Mostly cloudy with a high near 79 right now. 65 degrees and cloudy. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.